0: Welcome to the Off Lead Podcast, presented by Gun Dog Outpost. My name is Tyler Meaden, and I'm your host. This episode is a trimmed-down version of an Instagram Live session that I did. The main topics that we cover are tips on teaching the whistle sit and when to apply correction. Of course, we'll have announcements and our tip of the week. Before we get into today's podcast, I want to mention a word about Gundog Outpost, the store for the gundog owner. You'll find just about anything you need to train your gundog, from bumpers to leads to collars, and they have hats. New products are constantly being added, so if you are in need of new gear, head over to gundogoutpost.com and check out the store.
1: Tonight's theme is going to be uh, regarding, um, you know, essentially tips on teaching the whistle sit and then, you know, teaching the, or discussing the proper way to handle a situation need of a correction. So, you know, those are two questions that I got that were, you know, kind of related and um, because they do a lot with training concepts and recognizing things. Um, so we'll spend some time on that. I got some other questions. So thank you to those who submitted questions. Uh, tonight I'm drinking sparkling ice black raspberry again, delicious. I can't get enough of this stuff. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, anyway, questions though. I, I want to get right into these cause I think you guys will laugh at some of these. So, um, first one is not really a, a laughing one, but, um, if something happened to you, so um, how would you want Mac to live out his days? It's, it's really interesting. I got that question, um, because, uh, so my wife and I, we actually, um, wrote it into our will where Mac will go if something happened to the both of us. Um, and he would go to my, um, my buddy's place, um, who is, owns his own kennel. Um, and essentially he would live out his days training, um, hunting, um, wild birds, um, ducks, geese, um, as well as guiding upland hunts. So, uh, you know, he would he would be a happy dog, and he would get to do exactly what he was meant to do, which is which is work. So, if that happened, we've already got it taken care of. Um, he is um there he is right there. Um, he is a he's our baby. He's our first baby. So, um, you know, we we make we made sure that he's taken care of. So good question. Interesting. I can't believe someone actually asked, asked that question. Um, second question. This is the one that actually made me laugh um, when I got it, which was, do you ever have or have you ever had any Mac back command issues? And do I use another command to send him, whether that be on a mark or on a blind? So uh, I have not had any issues. Um, I did not think about that uh, potential uh, bugaboo when we named him back um but he seemed he either hears the difference really well or he just hears or he just goes on and hears mac and just goes on it every time so um no issues there looking back probably not the best decision to to name him mac when i'm going to be sending him on a lot of um a lot of back casts so (laughs) it was good that was that was a great question um no issues though um Fingers crossed, not gonna know that anything doesn't pop up at this point in time. So, uh, really good question. Um, all right. The next question here is um, any tips for teaching the whistle sits? This is, this is a really good question, right? So, um, you know, if you're training, you have your dog, you're progressing along, you're working really well um, on, on basic obedience, you know, your dog um, sits on command, um, heals well um, you know, recall is good. You know, next step is, is working a whistle, sit remote, sit those types of things. And, um, the, the w- best way to teach whistles is the way that I was taught and it worked really, really well was to put to my dog on a lead. Okay. He's on a lead. Um, and I would stop, say, sit, blow the whistle and then, um, sit again. Right. So he starts to starts to, um, recognize, that the whistle comes with sit right and then you can take the first sit out blow the whistle sit right and eventually you, if you do enough repetition on that what's going to happen is um he's going to hear the whistle the one whistle and then he's going to start to sit before you say sit and that's when you know you start to, you start to make progress and that's when you know um you know that 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 you you're getting to the point where you want to where your dog is going to be able to, to sit on the whistle so you know that's that's the way to start it, and then you just keep progressing from there, right? So, um, you can as soon as as soon as you get to the point where the dog, you know, the dog really understands, you can formalize it with a collar, um, and then um, as you continue to go forward um, in training, once it's formalized, your dog understands it. He knows it's it's been conditioned with a collar. At that point in time, um, you know, if you blow the whistle and he looks at you and he doesn't sit, you can give a correction and. Um, ensure that he follows follows the command, right? That he's following the standard that you set. So I hope that helps. Um, it's sort of a building block approach. I can tell you that it, it definitely does work. And actually that answer leads, you know, it's a great segue into the next question, which is, could you discuss the proper way to handle a situation need of correction? So this is sort of a, it's a hard question to ask simply because, um, or a hard question to answer, I should say. Simply because, at, without seeing the situation, um, you know, you you need to, it's hard to say for sure. However, I think that the the biggest thing is understanding which situations actually need a correction versus which ones that, that need attrition um, or just more practice. So the way that I look at it is, is my dog, has my dog, is there a standard that's been formalized, right? Is there, if there's a standard that's been formalized, um, and he is um, not meeting that standard, um, especially like willfully. Um, like if you ever tell a dog to sit and he, you know, looks up at you like, "Do I really have to?" Yes, that's when you need to need to apply correction. If um, you know my dog is being lazy, um, you know, not giving not giving effort, those are situations that need a correction. So you know, thinking about it that way versus a situation where. You're teaching a concept. You're teaching something, and they're a little bit confused, right? That's not a situation that that needs a correction. It needs to be, you know, if they're confused, a, you know, your training, you need to simplify at that point, um, and then keep working through, helping them understand, work through the mistakes via attrition, and and battle it through that way until they start to learn and understand and grow. So, it, those are very generic answers. There's nothing specific, you know if you if you're looking for a specific situation if you're running a blind and your dog you send your dog back you blow the whistle they turn around they look at you but they don't sit that's a situation where you need to apply a correction okay um if you um are running that same blind you blow the whistle your dog turns around and sits you give him a left back he goes turns that direction goes back 10 or 15 yards breaks down and starts to use his nose and hunt, that's not a situation that that um, requires a correction. At that point in time, you're looking to blow the whistle again and handle again because that's a dog that needs that needs to build confidence that the direction you send him is the direction he needs to go and he needs to just keep going. So um, think of it that way. I hope that example helps. Um, it's a really good question. Each situation is unique and different. And as you get more advanced in your training concepts, so you're doing... Angle entries, land, water, land, you know, cheaty situations around water. That's where things get, that's where, you know, this question gets harder and harder to answer. It just depends where the dog is at, where you're at in your training, what they've done. So hope that helps. Um, really, really, really good question though. Um, and then the last question here is, what is the most common mistake made in the early stages of training? And that is simply people going too fast. Um, I am, guilty myself. I did that. I still do that sometimes, right? You get excited, you're ready to move on to the next thing and your dog just needs more and more practice, right? And what happens is, you know, if you go too quickly, the deeper you get into into training the more advanced stuff you get to, um those holes where you didn't complete things well enough, they will start to show up uh, later on in training and then at that point in time, you got to go back, you got to work on patching those holes um and that's that's why it's it's good to take your time you know training your dog um, whether it be for hunt tests for, for hunting um, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know patience is the key in taking your time okay so take your time through things there is absolutely no rush. Um, you, if your dog is not hunting you, you know not in the duck blind with with your three buddies um, at eight months old, that's okay. It's okay if they wait till the next season. It's okay if your dog doesn't have a master hunter title. Um, you know, by the time they're two years old, it's not a rush. It's not. There is no, there is no um, destination here. It's just a journey, and it's a process, and you just need to enjoy that process. Okay, all right. With that said, I will get off my soapbox here. That's it for questions. So, announcements. Um, so the announcements that I have. Um, you know for this week um it's just something simple so i'm running a special on bumpers at gundogoutpost.com so if you buy a minimum seven bumpers you're going to get those shipped to you for free um i just got to get that um one little thing clicked and checked up on the website but that will be there that'll get taken care of so check that out if you're in need of bumpers i need to rehome some and if you need to um, up your ante and, and up your collection, up your quantity, um, head, out, head on over and take a look at those. So that's the announcements, pretty small. I haven't gotten to some of the stuff that I really wanted to get to. Hopefully there'll be more next week that I can share. Tip or just the tip of the week here. So I mentioned, you know, being patient and um, my answer to my last question, and my tip of the week is patience. So patience is the key, right? So whether you're training, you need to be patient. When you're hunting, you obviously need to be patient, right? You're, if you're sitting in the duck blind, um, you're gonna to need to be patient because you know, ducks are not flying in every second that you're out there. Um, and then we're also, as hunters, um, we have to be patient as we wait for hunting season. And the good news is, is that wait is almost over. So we just have a little bit more time here before some of the seasons start to open up. So Um, you know I'm really excited I'm looking forward to to getting out in the field this year um, and doing doing a lot more hunting hopefully than I did last year so um, whether you're training whether you're hunting whether you're waiting for waiting for hunting season just have patience and we will get to where we want to go that's it for tonight guys thank you so much as always for your support Um, I if you have questions for me if you have questions anything that I said tonight If you disagree with anything that i said tonight just shoot me a quick message um and um you know let me know let me know what the question is i will put something up for um for you to submit questions for next week hopefully tomorrow and then i'll put one up early next week as well so if you have things that pop up in your training if you have questions general questions personal questions about mac or myself or background any of that stuff shoot on over to me all questions are fair game
0: That's it for today's podcast. If you could, please hit that subscribe or follow button, depending on the platform that you're on, and share this podcast with another gun dog owner. If you have another 20 seconds, please leave a review. We are constantly looking for feedback and ways to improve, and that can't be done without your thoughts and opinions.